0: It's time for the IHSA Safety Podcast. Welcome to this podcast series on IHSA, who we are, and the services we provide. I'm President and CEO Enzo Garitano, and in this episode, we'll be joined again by host Michelle Roberts, Director of Stakeholder and Client Engagement, and by Dean Dunn, Vice President of Stakeholder and Public Relations, who'll be chatting about IHSA's stakeholder and industry support. I'll pass it on to you, Michelle.
1: So thanks for joining us, Dean. Uh, We would like to start a little bit more with understanding uh, IHSA's labor management network, and it's the relations that we have with all of our different stakeholders and how that impacts health and safety across the province.
0: Great, thanks, Michelle. As the title indicates, the IHSA labor management network is made up of representatives from both labor and the management side of the industry. And it depends on which industry that we're actually representing. It could be the construction industry, it could be electrical utilities, or it could be the transportation. And basically what it is, it's an organized or a structured system of committees, peoples and ideas that bring their expertise to the the table. Let's say Uh, it offers people an opportunity and, and a place to exchange information um, express their opinions, have some discussions on critical safety issues, and as an opportunity to make real change for Ontario workers. The network has been in existence for, for over 50 years now. Uh, and AI to say's labor management network has been helping Ontario be one of the safest workplaces in North America. And that's pretty impressive overall with construction electrical utility and the transportation sector there are more than 1500 industry volunteers that serve on more than 40 committees as well uh, we have representatives from regulatory bodies, the Ministry of Transportation would be there, uh, Ministry of Labor, Training and Skills Development, the WSIB or the Workplace Safety and Insurance Board. Um, There's also representatives from the Office of the Chief Prevention Officer. And then we get into actual union representatives uh, from the different sectors, as well as trade associations. These partnerships provide IHSA members and stakeholders an effective way to address and resolve health and safety concerns that affect all workers.
1: Thanks for expanding on that. I think that, you know, as you touched on, that's a large group of industry volunteers certainly contributing uh, to improvement in Ontario's workplaces. Can we get a little bit more detail on some of those ones you mentioned? And let's talk about uh, the construction and electrical utility side of things and the Section 21 committees.
0: Yeah, we have two Section 21 committees uh, one for obviously for construction and one for the electrical utility. Uh, we are basically hosts or we facilitate these committees. We don't vote in these. But what a Section 21 committee, they actually serve as an advisor to the Minister of Labor, Training and Skills Development as cited underneath the Occupational Health and Safety Act each of the provincial labor management committees have created their own set of strategic priorities on which they focus during the meetings and it help guides their decisions making process on where do we go here what's next uh, what's our priority what other aspects are coming up that we think needs to be dealt with are there any trends that are going on should these things be reviewed um, both committees review these priorities every year, and we make sure that we are aligning this with the Ontario's occupational health and safety strategy, as well as IHSA's strategic plan.
1: Okay, so good. The piece the, you the mentioned that obviously the impact the section 21 as an advisor to the Ministry of Labor, Training, Skills and Development. So obviously what governs um, a lot of workplace safety is the Act and specific regulations based on the sector. Uh, Can you touch on the Construction Legislative uh, Review Committee? Because we know that that's tied to the regulations that govern the construction sector.
0: Yeah, the Construction Legislative Review Committee or the CLRC as it's commonly referred to, um, it is a subcommittee of the Provincial Labor Management Construction Committee. And this group meets quarterly. uh, And what they do is they review any proposed legislative changes that the stakeholder network has sent forward. And typically what happens is uh, it'll go to the CLRC, they'll review it and they'll ask for a subcommittee or a working group to be formed. So a working group of interested volunteers will evaluate the suggested changes but more importantly, what they also have to look at is what impact this would actually have on the industry. Is there a financial burden? Um, are the changes that they're actually recommending, right? are the right changes to be made? So the subcommittee will review it. They will take their results and they will forward that back up to these CLRC or the Construction Legislative Review Committee for endorsement and then presentation back to the Provincial Labor Management Committee, which typically would look at it and then endorse it and forward it on to the Ministry of Labor, Training and Skills Development, right, for further work by them um, to hopefully turn that into a uh, legislate, uh, legislation change or a regulation change.
1: Could you give us a couple examples of some um, some of those regulations that may be under review right now how about i
0: do both how about i do what we're looking at right now as well as some of the ones that we've already completed so right now currently uh the demolition regulation section of 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 the construction regulation has, has been reviewed and it, and, it, and it's going forward to, to send it to the Ministry of Labor for, for further endorsement. Uh, we've looked at designated substances, the tunneling regulations have been reviewed, or uh, being reviewed currently, knots and lifelines, excavations, narrow frame scaffold, and another one is uh, traffic control persons. Some of the ones that we've gone through and we've presented to the Ministry of Labor and, and they're working with now are tower cranes, uh, debris netting, uh, mobile powered uh, elevated work platforms, uh, raised box indicators, um, and then uh, one for rebar or rod worker, iron workers, right? And how they can use rebar for fall protection. And one, another one that was recently c- completed was dismantling of formwork.
1: Right, so that committee is definitely very busy and active and what you've listed there is certainly some top key hazards or high risk activities um, that these sectors perform. So certainly we want um, regulation to support um, safe practices and promote workplace safety. So thanks for that. And I'm aware that we also have a, um, a committee that assists in dealing with fatalities when something tragic occurs. Can you touch on that please?
0: Yeah, this is a, a very specialized uh, committee. It's called the Fatality Review Committee. And what it is, it's made up of representatives from the Ministry of Labor, Training and Skills Development, as well as the co-chairs from the Section 21 Construction and the co-chairs of the Section 21 Utilities. And then a couple say representatives will sit on this as well. The What happens is a regional coroner will actually bring a case forward where the cause of death or is is a little unusual and and they're not quite too sure how to proceed or how to look at this and they'll bring it to this committee and we'll sit down and we'll review all the circumstances for the fatality but the main purpose behind is not to find fault it's not to find blame what it is to find is is there a subject matter expert that we could recommend for the coroner to maybe bring into the the inquest, right? To help give better understanding of the circumstances and what happened with the fatality so that we can prevent this fatality from happening
1: again. Yeah, and that's certainly important. The prevention pieces, that's what the, the committees are committed to, so. Um, in the construction side of things, we know you've touched on the Provincial Labor Management, which also has a Section 21 status, uh, the CLRC. Can you also briefly give us an overview on the trade or and or the regional committees that align under the Construction uh, Labor Management Network?
0: Certainly. Um, when it comes to the regional committees, we have 16 regional committees that are spread out. in the the province of Ontario and we cover most of the major centers and the idea behind these committees in particular is that they look after the health and safety requirements for the areas that they're in so to give an example uh, in Timmins if there's a specific hazard in Timmins, right? Or uh, initiative going on in Timmins, they would look after the, the Timmins area. It could be something as simple as a occupational health and safety seminar. It could be, you know, a meet and greet, anything along that line where it addresses the particular problems that are happening in an individual region. The other one that we have are the trade and sector committees, and they are focused on, work that they do. So to give you an example, a trade committee is basically a individual trade. It could be the carpenters, could be rod workers, could be iron workers, could be drywall, could be insulators, anything along that. So they'll bring in management and labor that are focused on those particular trades and the hazards of those trades. So they could be doing things like a hazard alert, they could be doing a bulletin, they could be doing a manual, Right? anything along that line that helps the trade look at the, the health and safety, the occupational health and safety of the work that they do. A sector committee is one that would look after more than just one trade. Uh, so it could be something like our access equipment committee, where there are various different trades that actually access working at heights, right? So it could be up off a scaffold and it could be off a power-related work platform, right? It could be off of a suspended access platform, a number of different platforms. But again, it, you bring everybody together, they look at the hazards as a whole, right? And they try to address any hazard or any particular trend that's happening in the industry right in order to put together a product of some sort right to help the workers and to keep them safe
1: great summary there to help explain the differences between the regional and then the trade and the sector Um, again it's a lot of coordination that happens to bring all those subject matter experts and industry representatives together uh, with that focus on prevention and protecting workers. What about the transportation side of things? What does IHSA have in place for them? With the
0: transportation side of things, we have what's called a transportation advisory council. Unfortunately, we haven't got a transportation section 21 committee yet, but we're trying. Um, And what this is, is again, it's labor and management representatives from the different transportation industries that IHSA serves. Uh, As well, we bring in people from the Ministry of Labor, uh, sorry, the Ministry of Transportation and Employment and Social Development Canada. They meet quarterly, and again, they're reviewing and they give feedback on concerns related to the commercial transportation sectors. Um, Another function of the Transportation Advisory Council is so, you know, reviewing the applications for IHSA's board of directors, interviewing them, and then making recommendations to the IHSA board of directors of potential new members.
1: Okay, and, and I know um, what's uh, definitely connected with the transportation side of things under IHSA is the Fleet Safety Council network. Can you touch on that one, please?
0: Yeah, the, the, the Fleet Safety Council or network network is similar to the construction network, except for it doesn't focus on the management and labor. What it does is it typically brings in health and safety people from the various different transportation sectors, and they have these councils we call them. And there are eight councils spread out across Ontario. And again, it's, it's an opportunity for networking. It's an opportunity for, for sharing best practices. We like to bring in industry experts to give us a, a discussion on um, very um, relevant topics of the different various concerns going on in the transportation industry. And again, it's to improve the health and safety of the workers in the transportation sector. Uh, Another item that the Fleet Safety Council does is they have an annual fleet safety conference, um, which is extremely well attended. Uh, Last year, we actually did an event that was held in a virtual format and we had record attendance. Um, uh, so again, people do recognize the, the value of these networks and everything that they bring to the table uh, to improve health and safety.
1: Great, so thanks for joining us, Dean, and spending the time with us to expand about IHSA's network and the stakeholders and the approach that we take to improve safety in a collaborative manner with the uh, industries. Thanks very much.
0: Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for listening to us in this series on IHSA, who we are and the services we provide. We look forward to our next episode when we'll be joined by Ken Rayner, who is Vice President of Customer Relations, Market Development and Labor Relations. Be sure to like us on our podcast channel. Hit subscribe and visit us for more health and safety resources and information at IHSA.ca.
1: The IHSA Safety Podcast. For more episodes, tips and all things safety, go to
0: IHSAsafetypodcast.ca. Each year, about 5,000 IHSA Supervisor Logbooks are ordered for supervisors across Ontario. Why is the logbook so popular? Because it was developed by the industry for the industry. That's what makes it unique. IHSA thanks the members of the Labor Management Network and Advisory Councils who contributed their knowledge, experience, and time to the preparation of this Supervisor Logbook. Contact IHSA at 1-800-263-5024. That's 1-800-263-5024. 5024 or visit ihsa.ca that's ihsa.ca